Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our second episode of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. Um, this is approximately 24 hours after our initial episode dropped. Uh, um, it is September 29th, 2022. Lots of twos and lots of nines. That's um, very cool of you. Yeah. Um, how's, how's your week? Um, well, I have COVID, so it's been better. Oh, yeah. But it's also been worse. It's honestly been not that bad. I've been a little fatigued, taking a lot more naps than usual, but I'm also a nap girl. I've decided that there's two categories of people. You're either a nap person or a caffeine person. I'm allergic to caffeine, so it's naps. Yeah. Nap girly is all the way Are over you here. a headache girly or a stomach ache girly? Definitely a stomach ache. Tummy, tummy ache, stomach okay. ache. So whatever, it's whatever you want. Oh my gosh, our emotional and... support white guy sent me a meme about me being a tummy ache girl, and I didn't even tell him that I was. He was just like, "I think you are a tummy ache." How does he know? Wait, I'm gonna ask him what he thinks I am. No, I think I'm sure he thing. knows. I've taken many a class with him, and I'm sure. I think that'd be funny. But how's your week been so far? Um, my week is i feel like i'm either like super going through it or i'm like everything is great in the world okay and this is oh i mean like throughout the week like like day to day <laughs> it's been both yeah like like one day it'll, or like a few days it'll be like rough and then a few days it'll be like everything is wonderful okay noted you know um we have yeah. a lot of pop culture to catch up on um i want to start with don't worry darling because i saw the movie a week ago today and you just saw it yesterday yeah. so i really 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 want to know yeah. what your thoughts were um yelp stars out of five how was it i'd say like a 3.7 okay i agreed i said it was like a 7 out of 10 when i told my roommate about okay, it yeah. so i would say like 3.5 stars on yelp yeah okay perfect i okay first of all i will say this is not a genre that i usually enjoy Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't watch horror ever, and I thrillers. I it really depends, um, because I am sensitive to these things. I I do get nightmares, and I do get paranoid, so I just have to consume mindfully. Um, so like I don't feel an urge to see it again. Um, but yeah, it it was definitely a movie. So true. And it felt like a movie. <laughs> it did feel. Harry was right. I believe him when he says yeah. it felt like a movie. No, I agree. I, I think Florence yeah. was incredible. She obviously showed oh, up and out. Nick Kroll was great. Harry was there. Nick Kroll. So funny. Spoiler alert. The mashed potato scene where he's like trying to cook for oh my her. God. I thought that was so Oh, cool. that mashed potato scene. <laughs> what were you thinking? It's like, whoa. Um, the first scene where she cooks dinner? Oh, no, no, no. When he's cooking dinner. But also, <laughs> I, I like, did. Yes, but I didn't think we're he... talking about that so okay. soon. Well, that's also something that I think we should talk about is like the. Yes. Um, le- the rating on this podcast, because when I put it on Spotify last night, I had to like mark whether or not there was explicit content. And I know there's a difference between explicit and lewd, but we do need to yeah. decide the this level of. True. 
I think it should stay stuffed animal friendly, but that also is a very wide spectrum. My stuffed animals have seen They've things. They've seen some things. <laughs> and I don't think it's fair to say that they're like G-rated. So maybe a little PG-13. No. Yeah, like, okay, but isn't Titanic PG-13? I honestly would have to Google it. Okay. Titanic rating. I don't know. It's PG-13. Yeah. I feel like Titanic isn't yeah. that graphic, though. Uh, you see her boobs oh that is fair i forgot about that scene i was thinking about the steamed up car in the hand yeah that's different but like when when he's drawing her like you see yeah. both i also feel in, like in two forms of content you see has it. gotten worse or has better evolved, yes. like it's like become more 13 than it was before yeah, 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 yeah. So update, he did oh. say, he said, I feel like you told me you had a, had a headache more often than you said you had a stomach ache. And I said, thank you, you're correct. And he's really excited about that. Yeah. This is why he's the emotional support white man, because he yeah. takes note of these things. Um, oh, but don't worry, darling. I thought the spoil, like the ending was very surprising. I was not expecting him to be an incel and like be a YouTube guy. Like that was so jarring to okay. me. I, so I kind of, I had watched the video essay on it before. I really, I don't mind spoilers, especially with these genres. Cause I just like, don't want to be too mm-hmm. free, like on edge. So like I had an idea of what was going to happen and I had seen photos people because like people have been making posters of like, like, that hairy to bring to his concerts and stuff. And I was just so perplexed. I was still shocked when I saw her. I was like, what? I had no idea. I was completely caught off guard. I have a lot of questions. I feel like the movie pacing was very odd because Mm -hmm. it was two two hours, but like, I don't think they used the two hours wisely. No, I felt like a lot of it in the beginning was almost too domestic. Like I did like the cute little scenes where they were hanging out or they were cooking or they were like having sex or things like that. Like I thought that was like good and romantic and sweet, but I also don't feel like it developed until like the last 20 minutes. I do think they did not spread out the sex scenes well enough. Like we got Mm -hmm. two in the span of like 10 minutes and then nothing at all. I also thought it was was creepy that Chris Pine like was watching but like that never came back up other than the fact to like undermine the her dinner while she's table. arguing with him yeah at the dinner table and then it was just like, i didn't anyways. like that harry didn't know he was watching first of all how second why did she not say like hey 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 bestie he's yeah right there yeah like whether that was in the moment or afterwards that just like really perplexed me i know um, but yeah at the end when they're like the ending was just so like they just Cause like they had like teased something was wrong the whole time, and then suddenly right. they're like, boom! And I'm like, I know. Oh wow, that was a lot, all at yeah. once. I think overall though, the movie was better than I thought it would be. Like I had pretty low yeah. expectations going in. Okay, I don't think his acting is as bad as people said it was because I noticed people only laughed during the scenes that were leaked beforehand. And I'm like, do you guys actually think this is funny, or are do you just think it's funny because you're told that it was funny? Or also, is it funny because it's Harry Styles and you know he doesn't act yeah. like this? I think that's the other thing. That's, is like, that's, that's also the been thing. dismantled. Like, we don't see yeah. him act like this, but we do see him be, like, cute and, you know, lovey-dovey yeah. and things like that. So I had several moments in the, like, throughout the film where I was like, this is 
Harry Styles. <laughs> that is odd. Um, which I did see someone on Twitter point out that like people gave um the guy who plays Harden and after so much like flack for especially like the scenes where he yells and then we're like but that's like exactly what harry was like yeah if harry had to act like harry he would be hardened yeah i also wanted to talk five sauce because i just listened to the album for the first time in its entirety yesterday um yeah it was good but it was also really long have all of their albums okay that is exactly what i've been saying (laughs) okay my my issue is See, I don't feel like Lover... I never felt like Lover by Taylor Swift was too long or anything. I think the mm-hmm. problem with Five Sauce Five being its length is that a lot of the songs sound the same. Yes, and the themes are the same. Like, I feel like it was very, like, Olivia Rodrigo's Even the titles. Sour. Yes, where it was just, like, heartbreak, emotional distress. Like, I also didn't understand, do you know why some of them are all caps versus not? No, and that's really been bothering me. <laughs> I thought like maybe that was like an insider thing that like I just wasn't like fandom no. enough to be privy to. No. I okay, so another thing about like the album length is like their last album, even the deluxe version was just 13 songs. So like why do we go from 13 to 16? Right. It felt very, very long. And the other thing is by the end of it, I couldn't remember. Like I was trying to rank them exactly. as I was listening to them. And I couldn't even remember like what the first few songs were. I had to like go back and remind like there's a couple like bleach stood out to me the very first time that I listened to it. Yeah. And I think that's my Same. top album because it was just like very visual. Um, and there's a couple yeah. other songs that like you said my best friend. And so I knew to like listen to it and things like that. But yeah, like by the time I got to the bottom, like five or six, I was like, I don't even like these anymore just because like I have to like keep listening to them. Yeah. Like I just can't like add them to my favorites because it's been so long since I've like started this album. Yeah, I've listened to it probably like two or three times all the way through every mm-hmm. day since it came out. Um, so 18 times, give or give or take. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my ranking has taken like up till today for me to like really solidify because I just mm-hmm. could not remember. And even before this, I was like, maybe I should like give them middle songs another listen just to be sure. Right. So, so do you have a top? Can you name a favorite? I do. So I'll give a top three because yeah, um, my number one is older. I love mm-hmm. Five Sauce's wedding songs. I knew as soon, so I was not like in love with a lot of the singles. Blender turned it around for me, and then older followed, and I was like, yeah, okay, I will like this sound. What makes me say that I think that Five Sauce Five is their lover era because mm-hmm. the singles are a flop compared to the rest of the album, and it's yeah. a long album. And it's, like, really different from their previous sound. So, um, but yeah, Older is, like, my, like, untouchable song. Like, that will always just be my number one. Mm-hmm. And then Tears, um, that was, that's probably, like, my, like, hyperfixation from the album. Yeah. Um, I, like, had that looping for a few days. And then my third is Bad Omens. I, like, did not like Bad Omens on upon first first listen and i know like a lot of people on twitter are like this is my favorite song there's like crack cocaine in this like blah 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 and like they made a music video for it and i was like okay I, this song is obviously like a bigger deal than i that is to me and then just like something in me clicked like a day or two ago and i was like oh this is good yeah it, like, the harmonies at the end ones. like yeah no i and... totally i can picture bad omens you know like that is something that's yeah. like visceral in me that was one yeah. of my 
I have a hard time like ranking Bad Omens and Blender because I actually really like Blender mm-hmm. a lot, but I like that like yeah. older band, like punk rock sort of sound. Yes. But Bleach was definitely my number one from the get-go. And then probably Best Friends, all the Bs on the album. I guess Bloodhound, I didn't, I like liked Bloodhound, yeah. but I, it wasn't, it didn't speak to me in the same way. But I yeah. can definitely see, like when you started talking about wedding songs, I was like, yeah, older is definitely going to be top. But you're also the romantic. You're the one. I am. Going to yeah. dance in her kitchen. I also just, that stuff. <laughs> I love the alliteration and older, like my dear devoted delicate, and then my sad and cynical, mm-hmm. um, cocaine colored. Yeah, I don't know. That just like it, it's a nice itch. I love so, that it was a voice memo too. Like the I love the yeah. like small like one of my favorite songs is um, Noah Cyrus Topanga. It's a voice memo. Like she recorded it like outside, and I just love the like sort of gritty feel of that and obviously older was like re-recorded and better but I like the idea that it mm-hmm. started there and just kind of developed you know yeah but yeah they just like they built like such a cute recording studio in their house and like it's got these like 70s vibes and like that's so cute. they just they sing together and like, oh, oh it's no, so cute stop I can't musical <laughs> couples are like my weak spot like if you're in love and you can sing like even like my youth pastor and his wife when I was like 13 I was Ew. like oh no it was still romantic it was still the <laughs> ideal singing together at church oh raising your babies to be musical no that's it like, that's no that's fair it. I think that the family I was most jealous of at church, it was because all of them were mu- musical. Mm-hmm. Like their mom led children's worship, their dad led like adult worship, yep. their son joined the adult worship team, like all the kids could play piano, violin, whatever. And I was like, that's that's the new American dream. It's <laughs> to be a musical family. Yeah. Yeah. Also, as somebody who like my parents forced me into music from a young age, like you have to hate it for a little bit too. And oh, so yeah, I think, like, sure. there must have been a lot of emotional turmoil in that family. That's true. I should ask about that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, speaking of emotional turmoil, um, how are you feeling about the Try Guys? Oh, my God. Um, so I have been consuming their content for, like, a decade now, which is really weird to think about. Because in my head, I'm like, it's been four years. Yeah, I was, I definitely rode that BuzzFeed train in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, who didn't who didn't ride the even, buzzfeed train um okay i found out over this week that there were some people who didn't some what? people who are still chronically online now didn't go through a buzzfeed phase and i'm that's like, weird how did you miss that because there was a time where it wasn't cringe like i get right. it now if it's like like kids these days are like oh i would never watch buzzfeed i'm like well yeah because you didn't live through the peak like right quinta no. justin zach like i think about the ladylike team like sophia yeah. and like yeah. all of them like yeah. that was so even tasty like when it's like origins were yeah. like what was that all like, the colors like one yellow violet blue whatever Buzzfeed I unsolved. Knew what those colors meant unsolved, yeah um so i wouldn't necessarily say i have like a deep parasocial relationship with them but like i had i thought i had a good idea of like what they were genuinely like sorry yeah I was just running all of a sudden it's okay take a moment so bad okay something that before i went to south korea for work i was like googling like cultural things and something that i learned is mm-hmm. like um in southeast asia like you're not supposed to blow your nose ever you're just supposed to like let it run and like sniff like it's more rude oh. to blow your nose than it is to like have a runny nose because I feel like in European culture like we're supposed to get rid of snot and just like be done with it 
but they were like, don't blow your nose. That's so impolite. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not supposed to use my left hand. I can't blow my nose. I couldn't refuse drinks. It was like drinking culture is huge in South Korea. Do not yeah. refuse a drink at a business trip. I was like, ah, I can't do that. I'm 22 and way like not enough for that. <laughs> I don't know if I was ever like explicitly taught that but I really do hate blowing my nose but my mom hates like I remember sitting at the dinner table or like or just like at the table doing my homework and I'd just be mm-hmm. sniffling she's like go blow your nose now I'm like no <laughs> so I don't know what was up with that anyways but that's interesting um a parasocial um, relationship with the try guys yes yes exactly I just I on one hand like I do know that they are like making content but on the other hand like a lot of it, like, they let a lot of their personal life in for us or, like, mm-hmm. whatever amount was comfortable. Like, I know, like, we saw definitely much more of Ned's family than anyone else. Like, he, like, we, we saw his children as soon as they were born. But, yeah, versus, like, I know Keith has mentioned several times, like, in videos and on the podcast, like, oh, like, I would talk about this, but, like, Becky asked me not to. Becky's his wife. Right. Um, and I respect that, of course. But, yeah, we saw, like, a good chunk of, like, their personal lives and their actual personality. Yeah. So I just, I think I was a little perplexed mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, I mean, he was like the, like the wife guy, but then I like, this all made me realize like he only ever talked about loving his wife, but he never like showed or said what he was doing for his wife. And like right. also listening to the Try Wives podcast, we know like Ariel does so much work in their mm-hmm. family like like she has sacrificed right. so much and what has ned done no and so, i also think that just like cheating is an icky personality trait especially when you have made your whole relationship so public and so mm-hmm. like welcoming as well like it's supposed to be this idea of like a perfect couple or like what mom and dad are supposed to be like like they're like internet parents and so to like have so much of your personal life be public and then for like intimate details of your personal life to come out like I almost feel like you deserve it at that sense where it's like okay like if you're gonna air all of your like beautiful like Pinterest worthy Mm. like HGTV stuff like we're gonna see all your dirty stuff too because this is what your community feels owed to like this is the access that you've given to so many people for so long that like they are going to need answers and it's also going to damage everything about you when it is everything about you and it's just like very Mm -hmm. very icky because the other thing is i think ned's relationship was the longest as well too like yes i remember it being tied back to try guy content for like almost all 10 years which is also insane to think about that like this has been like something that was just a fixture and now it's completely dismantled his entire life because he ruined it yeah that's right interesting yeah first of all like by the time they made their first try guys video like he was already like had been married for a while Mm -hmm. and it was and i think keith was engaged at that point we didn't know very much about that and zach had been branded as like the chronically single one for so long and then at one point he's like oh by the way i've had a girlfriend for two years and it turns out i think eugene and his partner have been together like the entire time too they just didn't tell anyone until well eugene was also kind of that was the last yeah yes which is also so good i honestly felt like i like loved eugene the most out of all of them because he was through so much and i like cannot empathize with it but i was like yay eugene like always rooting for him in the background (laughs) yeah yeah and i that's the thing like I okay I will and I'm not just saying this because like oh we found all this out like Ned has always been my least favorite because there's just nothing that stood out to him 
he was just a white guy about him yeah so like i yeah i always loved eugene i always connected with eugene um Mm -hmm. and like zach is so funny and i like really relate to him um like the fact that he's just like bad at things but he's so good at owning up to it Mm -hmm. like and that's like what the what the try guys is about you know like well i don't don't really know if that's what it's about to them but it's just like you know like having the courage to like try things and it's fine Mm -hmm. if you're bad at it and it's it's fine if it's something really outlandish and like right you know like it, you're, it's it's life um mm-hmm. yeah i've just never felt emotionally attached to Ned, Ned, Ned in any way so good riddance yeah rip to him but also like not like you king. absolutely yeah yeah i do think like i'm not here for any like theories or whatever like people are like how long do you think it's been going on like let's deep dive and it's Mm-mm. like please just like let the family like rest and like heal it because i'm sure this is like humiliating for them too right and like the kids are so young and like one day they're gonna learn about this and it's probably not gonna be like the way that the people in their life intend for them to find out like right. some kid is probably gonna bring it up at school or something or it's gonna be like and... a monumental part of the experience where they're like i found yeah. out about this thing in my life through the internet where it's like i yeah. like the internet did this to my family yeah and on top of that like i feel like because ariel is so much more in the public eye people are focusing a lot on her which like yes she does deserve all, all of that support but like alex's fiance or ex-fiance will i yeah. cannot Im- like they were together for 11 years that's a long time substantial amount of time planning a wedding when oh. that is so tolling that's so emotionally and, and like economically devastating like in all senses everything is going wrong uh yeah and i just and like he's probably not i mean like i'm sure he's getting a lot of support in his personal life but like oh i feel like there's a lot of will erasure online like people like people are also trying to direct all the hate toward ned and so it makes it really easy yeah to like pivot and be like oh well i only support ariel whereas like with the alex side it's a little harder to be like Oh, yeah, she was objectively bad and he objectively deserves our support. Whereas I feel like people are a lot more comfortable just like good, bad, like dichotomy, which is an internet problem entirely is to like yeah. black and white things and make it one way or the other. But that's a, it's a whole other podcast, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. those TikToks that are like, like animal shelters are like good cat of the week, bad cat of the week, good white man of the week was is uh we'll say ashton irwin from fire sauce their mm-hmm. beloved drummer he he really he, he did be sweating on, on that album he, he had a heat stroke at their concert at one of their concerts over the summer oh my god, oh my god. Um, oh, i was bad listening- white man of the week ned fulmer so true wait I, back to five sauce i was listening to the album with my roommate and she was like can you tell me like who sings what and i was like yeah but like just so you know like you won't hear ashton a whole lot because he's been going so hard on the drums recently like the he thing really is can't. they sound so similar these days it's it's interesting like we first watched them evolve from australian accents to like kind of american accents and now they're like evolving into each other as I should, honestly, that's a sign of a great friend group is when you all share the same yeah. vocal cords and brain cell. Okay. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was the Miami Boys. I just got on Miami Boys TikTok, and I don't know if it's because our mutual friend was posting things about it on her Instagram, mm-hmm. and I got curious about it. Um, but then I was texting with 
my child who was from Long Island and is Catholic to see if she knew about the Miami boys. And she was like, yes. Do you want to specify that you don't have an actual child? Um, no. <laughs> okay. 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 No, I have, I have, um, gosh, I don't even know what to call them. Like mentees, I guess. Like yeah. younger humans. I was going to say smaller, but that's literally not true. Um, younger mm. humans that I mentor and love, but I call them my children and they know it. Like I'm in a group chat with them called Ashley and children. And oh my God, they're coming to DC in like five weeks now. They'll be here end of October. And I'm literally so excited. I guess it's like four. Oh my gosh. It's, I can't believe it's the end of September. I honestly don't know what date September? has been such a doozy because like mm-hmm. it whizzed by but like so much happens no literally evidence and how much content we have to talk about yeah august slipped away like a bottle of wine but september went down like a bottle of scotch like, oh it wow was, it was hard <laughs> it was a yeah yeah oh miami boys though I literally have no idea where they came from. I don't know where this video popped up from. I don't know who <laughs> these men are. I saw one of them got married yesterday. David? Yes, David Herskowitz got married. I have no idea why, but I love it. And they sound amazing. Yeah. And there's so many of yes. them too. Like you only see like the five in the viral TikToks, but there's so many. I, okay. I did see someone say, like, they would have ran circles around the Glee Club, and I love that. I (laughs) wish that, I wish so bad that we could just get, like, a Glee revival simply so that we could have them go, (laughs) like, to nationals and then go up against the Miami Boys Choir and just be like, oh, gosh. But they're not even, like, high school age. They're, like, 10, (laughs) maybe. Okay, okay. Glee reboot, and it's all the children of the Glee Club. Mm. and they're the children are in middle school and so it's like a dance mom's thing where like can you imagine rachel berry as like as a show choir mom but yeah i don't know when it went viral i think i like i jumped on the train pretty soon after oh you know how i jumped on the train is our friend who's been posting about it on instagram tweeted about it oh um, yeah and i was like what is this so i went and i was like huh okay was it her tweet about being on the train and crying no, it was before that. Um, I thought that was the one that got me. That was the one where I was like, you know what? If this is the universal experience that's going to like knit her together after this trauma, like <laughs> that's what I want is to figure out what could spark such an inspiration in her soul after going through that ordeal. I also just think travel is traumatizing and to have a comfort music is its own ordeal. And I normally just default to Taylor Swift, but I really need to diversify mm. because Taylor Swift can't see me through everything as much as she can try. I, yeah, I noticed that like, even if I like want to be in a certain mood, I'm like, oh, I need like a pump up playlist. Like nothing's gonna actually pump me up like Taylor Swift. Mm. She asked if anyone else was on Miami Jewish Boys Choir TikTok and said who her bias was. <laughs> no. Uh, which I think it's so interesting to see how like different fandoms like verbalize that. Like mm-hmm. with K-pop, it's bias and like Five Sauce, it's lanes. And oh. in One Direction, it was just like. Who's your what, favorite? Who, yeah. Who's your favorite? Or like what girl? Are you, like who, who's girl? Oh, who's yeah, girl? Are you? That was a good one. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very interesting how like different fandoms like phrase that. I also like why yeah I also like how somebody's like bias or lane or girl can like develop into their type now like I was just talking about that with my roommate Mm -hmm. where I was like as a Zane girl and a Callum girl like 
that really establishes like exactly what kind of men that I'm into. And it like really makes sense. Like why I turned out the way that I did versus like one of my friends, like just came out as bi and she was a Michael girl and a Niall girl. Mm. And it's like, okay. yeah. 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 Like for sure. Actually, no, she was Michael and Harry, which really? also makes sense. Oh, okay. Like it's very bi energy. I unfortunately, so I got into like One Direction like really soon after their first album came out. I was a Liam girl back then <gasps> because Liam was the kind one. Okay, he was. He I was loved the his hair. I loved his hair back. Yeah, they called him Daddy Direction, and I yeah. actually like. I like forced my. I was in a friend group of like five people, and I forced them all to be into One Direction so we could like each be one. Right, one of so, the like, girls. So I got that all squared away, and I like signed all their yearbooks that year as Daddy Direction. Oh my god, um, that's literally horrifying, Alicia. Yeah, this was also like the most tumultuous friend group I've ever been in. Like that's saying something. I am in contact with two of them. Oh, one god. being my childhood best friend, and the other is the hairy girl. I like watch her life from afar. Like it's like normal for us to speak, but like it, this is not like a yeah super yeah yeah. I had like one of those. We tried to start a band. Oh my god! Do you know what the mm. name was? It was ages two and up because that was the age advisory on Play-Doh, and we were like, this is perfect. This is exactly what our band should be. It was very like neon trees at In and Out sort of like mm. band name vibes. But no, I literally talked to one of them and that's yeah. like how our lives turned out. But she was the Nile girl. And I think that makes sense for me mm-hmm. as a Zane girl to like yeah. stick with oh, the Oh, that's girl. cute. Yeah. Niall is like the most like unproblematic. Like he's, yeah. has never done anything wrong. He is friends with Ed Sheeran, um, which like could go either way. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> like, not literally, but in the abstract, like being friends with Ed Sheeran, like is a calculated oh, okay. political move. Um, I remember vividly, like when I, rem- like when I found out that Louis had gotten a hookup pregnant and I remember telling <sighs> my mom and oh that was, God. The last time I ever told my mom someone was pregnant. <laughs> but it was Liam Payne's baby mama? No, Louise. Louise. Oh, yeah. I don't think my mom bad. knows about Liam's baby. Oh, my gosh. Bear. I think about him a lot. Like, more than I should. I I was always mad, like, in interviews when he'd be like, I want to name my future son Alfie. And I'm like, that's horrible. And then he goes and names his son something even worse than Alfie. No, but Louise's baby I can't mama stand British people. So- it was so bad because I remember being people remember it was like robot gate where they were all like the baby's fake like oh, that's a robot yes baby. like they're just trying to that's take away still from going Mary. on I know people are literally insane about that stuff but I think that was one of the worst pregnancies like that yeah. was worse than John Mulaney's baby you know like that was <laughs> like literally broke the internet yeah oh my god I just remember uh, that Eleanor which- existed I loved her. I hope People she's doing okay. Were so mean to her. They were so mean yeah. to her. I the Perry Edwards is literally the reason I started listening to Little Mix because I was so obsessed yeah. with Zane, but I was obsessed with Perry yeah. too. Wow. Who I was Liam dating. What was her face? Sophie or no, Danielle Pizer was the first one. Uh, and then it was Sophia Smith. Which okay, I you want to know how delusional I am? Um, I know that you know, but like when Liam would go to interviews and people would ask him what his type was. He would say that he loves curly hair. Like, that's the only thing he would say. I literally gaslit myself into thinking that I have curly hair. No, you did not. No, you did not. No. no. Alicia. No. Oh. That's no, so I don't bad. even have baby hair. Like, I'm... 
Maybe if we got you in like DC humidity, you might have like a little volume. <laughs> nope, I went to DC with my One Direction oh, shirt and I did not. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Was that in your I Heart Boobies face? Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's this really horrifying picture of me back in summer of 2012. And this is what I looked like every day for like a good year or so. Mm-hmm. And I had many, many bracelets. They weren't like silly bands. This was around that era, but like I I didn't wear them. Yeah. Um, but like lots of like those like jelly bracelets and like mm-hmm. wristbands. And there is one that was like f- for breast cancer awareness that said I heart boobies. Right. That was like a thing back like there that wasn't just like a oh, how'd you find it? It's like there's a lot of people wearing those back then. No, they're like, everywhere. I remember going to like um like sneaker stores or like hot topic mm-hmm. or like whatever, like they were literally yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Which, okay, hopping back, I did remember, I wanted to ask you what, like, Five Sauce album corresponds with what Taylor Swift era? Oh, gosh. I mean, like, I think debut and Five Sauce give off the same energy. Yeah. Just, like, baby. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I think everybody's first album gives off that vibe. I think... Not Harry's. Yeah. I guess that's not his first album, though. Yeah, I feel like it's different when you, like, go solo. Like, I think Zane's is kind of the same way, you know? Um, okay, I, you know what was a really long album? Is Icarus Falls. Oh, my God. Literally so long. But also, I still haven't listened little, to like, it. Interludes. No, I literally haven't. <laughs> As a self-proclaimed Zane girl, I still haven't listened to the whole album. Mm, I want to say Youngblood is 1989. Really? Okay. I Okay, I can see that. I do think it's their rep era in the sense that, like, yeah. They had not been in the public eye for a bit. Like, they'd right. been, like, like there were tablets coming out saying that they broke up, which just wasn't true. Right. Um, I think, and like, they've just been, like, kind of serious. It felt, yeah. I feel like Calm is a little more reputation in that sense, where it's, like, very, okay. it's a little darker. Like, it kind of takes on a different tone. I feel like Sounds Good, Feels Good, feels very, like, speak now to me. Like, where it's, like, kind of figuring out it, what it is, but it's, yes. like, not too far from the OG. Um, Content-wise, it's very red, though. It like, is very that, red. That album is about suicide and divorce. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. Um, and then, yeah, I think Five Sauce I think it is their lover in the sense that, like, it's a totally different sound, but it's just so mm-hmm. sad, you know? I think that's what's it's almost an evermore in that sense where it's like it's just so sad like there has been so much hurt processed in this and but I think instrumentally it's one of their most technical which also makes me want to say it's like a red or like something like where she has that fuller band sort of less produced sound because I think lover loses uh, this is controversial I think lover loses its sound quality a little bit because it's so produced like she's playing with the sound so much Mm. that it's so pop Whereas that's fair. I think Five Sauce kind of goes that's back what... to the band sound. I don't love country music, but something I can really appreciate is how much they utilize every instrument to its fullest. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's my final answer. But okay. I think because Taylor pumps out albums so fast, it's just a different experience yeah. entirely. Too to like say somebody's in a Taylor era is to say. I don't know. It's almost like seasons of a show. Like it just comes around so yeah. quickly. It's also different because they have like four different members who are going on such wildly different journeys all at once. Right. 
I think I think I've okay. Youngblood feels 1989 to me because it was so much radio hit too. Like I feel like every single song I was mm. like, this is a bop, and it's so aggressive. Like every like I think like like everything like Monster Among Men, Valentine, Want You Back. Like even like the like more like reflective or like slower songs are still mm-hmm. so full just yeah. very i don't know not even produced just okay full. yes i no i i i am following you they also both have 16 tracks on the deluxe if mm-hmm. we're not counting taylor's voice memos oh. <laughs> uh, who's counting um yeah. i also wanted to ask you your emoji of the week oh yes okay I've still been using the salute a lot. I will say mm-hmm. that. Um, I do like the. Okay, it's like one of the sad emojis. It the like the eyes are like closed downwards mm-hmm. and like the eyebrows are in, and it just like even though it's sad, it is. It feels ironic. Like it's kind of like the pouting one almost. Because I think there's the sad where it's like eyes are also slanted down. And then there's the one that has eyebrows that feels a bit more like pretend. Yes, exactly. Like it's it's kind of like not to be dramatic. Like I am sad, but like I'm not mm-hmm. going to be dramatic. Like, like I'm not going to pin it's this fine. on you. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. It's got a we bowl anyways energy to it. Yeah. I've been using um like crying, but tears streaming down their face. Like completely oh, wrapped in sobs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because everything has been going wrong, you know? Like, I have COVID. My old roommate has COVID. My current roommate has COVID. (laughs) So, work has been a lot. I was in the office the other day, and I was, like, meeting with one of my supervisors in her, like, in her physical office. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my coworkers walks in, and I haven't seen her in a while. And I, like, point that out. She's like, yeah, I had COVID for three weeks. And she just, like, waltzed in here with no mask on. And, like, I heard her on, on a Teams call, like two weeks prior like she sounded so horrible and i'm like oh my gosh please step so far away from me <laughs> do you want to hear something so sad um yes my roommate was on a call this morning and one of her supervisors like contacted her direct supervisor and said like she needs to take tomorrow off she looks so unwell <laughs> like straight up said she looked so sick she needed to take the next day off it's like a kind sentiment but please she was so offended she like didn't know how to react she was like i guess like i will clock off early but also what the heck like what am i supposed to do with that thankfully my manager was just really excited that i could like nap off covid and wake up the next morning and be yeah. like anyways all done yeah, I will say I've been better about my work from home uh, daily life this yeah. week. Not as many, like, because, like, I used to be, like, I'm just going to lay down until someone calls me. But, like, mm-hmm. eh, I just, I'm, I'm getting it together slowly. I did, um, I, like, had a headache today, mm-hmm. but I had done my laundry. So my sheets were not there. So I um, took a nap on the Papa Zone. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting and I was like so confused when I woke up um, I love a pop on now trick. that's also how I like semi-discovered that I had COVID is I fell asleep watching Sunday night football with some friends in the pop on and I was well, like Sunday night football is boring well yeah but I had also taken a post-church nap already like that was my second oh, nap okay. on the Sunday okay the post-church nap is so 
I just, I really want that to be studied. Like, why does that hit us so hard? I think it's the spiritual exhaustion. I think it's like all things, the entire week and also Jesus. I used to think it was like emotional. Like I thought that it was, or I guess social, like, Mm -hmm. like I had to interact with so many people. Um, But now I like go to a much smaller church and like, I don't really stay in, I stay and talk to like maybe two people if even, and I still get tired. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's because I have a farther drive now, but I'm like, no, there's one common factor here. It's church. It just puts you to sleep. Not literally, but Mm -hmm. also kind of. I also just think church is like the perfect like break in a nap time, right? Because you don't want to like have a lunch nap, but if you go to like a nine or a 10 o'clock service and you're done before noon and then you can get home and nap like at noon. Like I think that's the perfect nap time because I hate like a 3 p.m. nap because then it bleeds too far into the evening. It ruins the whole day. Right. Like a 2 p.m. nap is good, but an 11 a.m. nap even better. Like the earlier you can start your nap, the better your day becomes. And I think church is like the right window to like be a catalyst to an afternoon nap. Also, when you can, like, eat lunch and then nap, oh, so good. Yeah, my, like, my family calls at one o'clock um, every Sunday, so it's, like, I'll get home and, like, eat, I'll, or, like, I'll, like, be eating during, mm-hmm. um, and then, like, sudden, uh, just, like, gradually everyone's, like, okay, it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> it's time for the post-church nap, so, okay, um, and then your stuffed animal moment of the week. I was thinking about this earlier and I had one in mind and I don't remember what it was anymore. Oh, I have had this roll of film for like almost two months at this point. And like, I don't even remember half the stuff that's on there. And I was just trying to get rid of it. And I had four photos left on there. So I was like, mm-hmm. let me just take a headshot of each of my stuffed animals. And don't be confused. They're not applying for jobs. I would never do that to them. They don't deserve that. But they have headshots now. Just in case. Oh, it could be a modeling thing. It could be for them becoming models in the next campaign. That's true. That is work, though. Oh, that's true. But I feel like that's a different kind of work, you know? Um, Okay. I think my stuffed animal one of the week is I did some online shopping for Oliver. It's fall. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really, really excited. I have to wait until next weekend for all of his merch to come in. But I think it'll be cute. I did change him today. I'll show you um into a fall outfit so he's rocking overalls his little red t-shirt red his zip up yeah see this one fits over his butt better um that has been this week we'll see when we record the next one i honestly i don't have any ideals of when these should be published i don't either you know who did have a regular podcast schedule is ned fulmer and we don't (laughs) want to be like him yeah we just can't be a white guy with a podcast so we have to do worse yeah but this is nobody told me that chris pine says good girl (laughs) don't worry darling all right that's enough uh thank you for listening to this episode of i told my stuffed animals about us i'm ashley i'm alicia and we will see you next time (laughs) 